Les's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. We're going to go into the Sydney Roosters and the New Zealand Warriors reviews. We're going to start off with the Sydney Roosters, get straight into it. Uh, their season was quite interesting, obviously. Uh, Sam Walker just getting into his element this season. We saw a lot of him last season, his rookie year, and he did quite well there. We got to see a full season of him at halfback. We also got to see Suali'i, a full year of him in the side for the Sydney Roosters as well. So a massive year for the Roosters, especially after 2021 when they lost a bunch of players and still somehow managed to get deep into the final series. We were expecting a little bit similar this season, especially since they had most of their trips with them. But obviously it wasn't meant to be Lou up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, but let's have a look at their season in review. We'll start off with Joseph Suali'i and Sam Walker, the two young rookies in this side and how they went in a full season of first grade. Now, Sam Walker, rookie halfback, they entrusted Sam Walker through the entirety of the season to do a good job. Luke Keary had a bit of a slow start, obviously coming back from that ACL injury as well. So there was a lot of stress, a lot of pressure on Sam Walker to perform. But look, this season, I thought he did such a great job with handling that pressure as well. And there were just some games where he absolutely brained it as well. So a lot of credit to Sam Walker, entrusting him in the seven jersey as well, in a side that generally goes pretty well during finals, generally makes the top eight each year. I thought he was great for the Sydney Roosters, Sam Walker. And I think he's going to take a lot from this season going into the next season as well with the Sydney Roosters. Obviously, I think that he's going to be in the seven jersey going into next year. So I think he's definitely going to take a lot from this season going into the next one, the second full year of first grade with the Sydney Roosters. Joseph Suali'i, potentially the most widely discussed teenager in the history of the game. He was just, there was so much hype going around Joseph Suali'i, especially when he was just absolutely dominating for the North Sydney Bears. He was playing a lot of fullback, a little bit of 5'8". I don't know if he was playing much center or wing over there. It was mainly fullback and 5'8", just filling in where they sort of needed him. But he was unreal and he's built for first grade coming in this season after a little back end of the season with the Sydney Roosters, a very interesting one, a very promising one. He pretty much just improved every single game and he was so, so enjoyable to watch Joseph Suali'i. It's almost like he would come in every single week and work on a different part of his game, whether it was his defense, his attack, his running game, his return off kicks, his aerial work, like going up for kicks for tries and stuff like that, just little parts of his game. He'd come in every single game and show us something new uh, and he was improving every single game, as I said before. So awesome, awesome stuff from Joseph Suali'i and we got an awesome taste of Suali'i in first grade as well. He got a little taste of first grade last year, as we said before, but he really exploded onto the scene in 2022. He was predominantly playing on the wing as well, 19 years old. 19 years old, I mean, it just absolutely stuns me that we're going to get another 10, maybe even 15 years of Joseph Suali'i going down the track as well. It is so scary to see what this guy can do over the next 10 to 15, maybe even 20 years. I cannot wait to see a little bit more of Joseph Suali'i. He really impressed us with his athleticism and his finishing skills. He scored 15 tries in the 19 appearances that he had this season. And he also made the Origin squad and he's 
made the Samoan squad at the end of the year as well. So he's had a massive year in 2022 and really, really beneficial for the Sydney Roosters as well when he performed well. The Roosters generally performed well as well. It's very similar discussion to Joseph Manu in the sense that he could be a better fullback than he is a center or a winger. He could be a better 5'8 than he is a center or a winger. But because James Tedesco is at fullback, because Luke Keery and Sam Walker are in the halves, they can't really go chopping and changing that around and giving these guys a crack in the six and in the fullback jersey unless there's injuries. Or obviously, Keery and Tedesco both get selected in the Origin squad. So there's not much leniency there. So Sam Walker and Joseph Suali'i having big years in their first full seasons of first grade. I thought their resilience with injuries as well, particularly when guys like Luke Keery, Victor Bradley and Sam Verrills, among others, were all out. Suspensions, injuries, things like that. Their resilience and the next man up mentality, which is pretty much adopted from the Melbourne Storm, if you like to call it that. Just that next man up mentality that Trent Robinson has. It really worked out well because obviously last season they had plenty of injuries and there was a lot of guys from first grade making their debuts and this season was no different. They definitely had a few injuries. Luke Keary, uh, he was out for a little bit with concussion. Victor Radley was out with suspensions. Sam Verrills was out obviously with a bunch of very unique injuries. We saw some great guys come through like Fletcher Baker. I thought Fletcher Baker this season, when Fletcher Baker came into the side via the bench, I thought he was outstanding. I thought Nat and Egan Butcher were outstanding. Nat Butcher as well, getting a starting spot in the back row and really performing well there. Obviously, since Tupanua was out for the whole season with an ACL injury, I thought Nat Butcher was great. A prolific try scorer as well at the back end of the season, but I thought that he was solid and Egan Butcher as well. Predominantly a back rower playing in the middle, but just a tough competitor. So great seasons for the Butcher boys and every single player, pretty much every single player for the Sydney Roosters that came in Uh, four injuries, four suspensions. They did a sensational job, and Nat Butcher especially, what a season he has had in the back row, and there's plenty of guys that I could name. There were a bunch of guys that came in that did a great job, a bunch of guys that came in and did a fantastic job for the Roosters. The best period for the Roosters, particularly after round 17, the bye round, the Roosters won eight straight games, including victories over North Queensland, Melbourne, South Sydney, as well as a 72 to six demolition of the West Tigers as well to guarantee themselves in finals football. So a pretty solid period for them there after round 17. Matt Lodge coming partway through the season as well. I thought his arrival gave them some real added punch through the middle and he was great. His first game for the Sydney Roosters was fantastic. He is so tough through the middle. I'm hearing they're going to re-sign him for this coming season. I'm very excited about that. Uh, But he had a great stint there at the Sydney Roosters after some trouble with the New Zealand Warriors. I thought that he really came in, grounded himself, and put in a really hard effort for the Sydney Roosters as well. So really, really awesome part of the season there to watch Matt Lodge play some games for the Sydney Roosters. The final round win over the South Sydney Rabbitohs was the cherry on top to the regular season. Season, but obviously the following week they versus South Sydney again. Seven sin bins. It was just a shocking game. Like me as a South Sydney supporter, I'm happy to say that that was a shocking game. I didn't want to win like that. And it was just really boring to watch because there was one sin bin after another. Some really strange and shocking calls that didn't go the way of the Roosters or the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs were left with 11 men at one stage. Uh, the Roosters had Tedesco and Angus Crichton both go off for head injury assessments. Like it was just a mess. That definitely wasn't a good 
good way for them to end the season. But look, honestly, in terms of the entirety of the season, I thought that they did a really good job. I think they over-delivered in terms of obviously bringing through guys like Sam Walker and Joseph Suali'i during the season. So I think they did a pretty good job, not the way they wanted the season to end, but a pretty successful season throughout. I think this season and last season not only reflects the resilience of the Roosters, but also the work of Trent Robinson and the resilience and hard work ethic of James Tedesco as well. And the captaincy of James Tedesco really helped the Sydney Roosters over the past two years. And his leadership was really evident this season for the Sydney Roosters as well. So so I would consider this season a success. I don't know about other Roosters fans, but I definitely would in terms of bringing through youth and obviously getting through a lot of adversities during the season as well. So really awesome season by the Sydney Roosters. We'll move on to the New Zealand Warriors. Now look, spending most of their time away from New Zealand, away from home, it was never going to be easy for the Warriors. It was never going to be easy for them. It was a real challenge over the past three years, obviously with COVID, they had to leave New Zealand. They were located in Redfern. It was just a really, really tough go for the New Zealand Warriors and they've sacrificed so much to keep our game going. We really do have to give them credit for that, especially the fact that most of them left home, left their families behind and went to Redfern, went to Sydney, went to Melbourne, a bunch of different places, even Queensland, I think, when they were doing some isolation for COVID. They left their families for a number of weeks. They've done so much for the game, so much for the game and I I feel so sorry that they can't find some success. I mean, don't get me wrong, they did. The games that they won, especially in New Zealand, it was so meaningful. It was so good to watch. I love watching the Warriors do well in this competition, especially, as I said, with all the adversities that they have faced. I think a big thing for the Warriors was the signing of Sean Johnson as well. I think it gave the young guys hope and the team hope that the young core and the squad would develop alongside the veteran halfback. I think Sean Johnson had some very, very positive stints in this side, uh, particularly at the start of the season. But look, at the back end of the season, it just really wasn't working out for the New Zealand Warriors. When did it all fall apart? After two losses at the start of the season, the Warriors went on a pretty respectable run. They notched three consecutive wins, including a golden point victory over the Cowboys before falling short to the Sydney Roosters. Despite the solid form, they were demolished 70-10 to by the Melbourne Storm the next week. It was the largest defeat in the club's history. It was pretty sad to watch. Melbourne were absolutely on fire that night. And then unfortunately from there, it was pretty downhill for the Warriors. They lost eight of the next 10 games, which effectively it ruled them out of finals contention. But look, enough about the doom and gloom of the Warriors. The best period for the Warriors, the best period to be a Warriors fan. It was an emotional homecoming game for the Warriors when they returned to play in New Zealand for the first time in over a thousand days. Now, just back on that sacrifice, being away from home for a thousand days, that is rough. That is rough. And for them to do that for over a thousand days is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And they're not getting any compensation from what I'm hearing for those efforts. They definitely should. They need some more home games. They need something to be compensated for what they've done over the past years. They definitely need some form of compensation for that. They definitely deserve it. They've done so much for us in this game. I just can't get over the fact they're not being compensated for that. Uh, But anyway, back to the positives. Uh, The homecoming game in New Zealand, it was a packed out MT Smart Stadium and they 
got the win as well over the West Tigers, 22-2. That was awesome to watch, and it was well-deserved for the New Zealand Warriors, again, because of the sacrifices they've made. The shining light for the New Zealand Warriors this year, I would say, would be Josh Curran. Despite not playing a full season due to injury, I thought that Curran was a real standout for the Warriors in the 18 games he did play, uh, and even pushing for a shock inclusion in the New South Wales origin side as well for me. I thought that he was definitely going to be one of those guys that you didn't think was going to make it, but made it. His form in the mid part of the season was fantastic. He was definitely one of the better players in the team. It is also particularly impressive that the Indigenous All-Star representative is just 20 three years old. He's only 23 years old. There's a lot more of Josh Curran that we're going to be able to see. And I can't wait to see what he can do next season for the New Zealand Warriors. Unbelievable season for Josh Curran. And again, he did miss a few games due to injury, but the 18 games he did play, he was fantastic. Some of the young guys that they put through as well, Viliami Vaila and Rocco Berry, I thought they were sensational. I thought Ronald Vogman had some decent games when he was in there for the New Zealand Warriors as well. Obviously, a loan from the Sydney Roosters. I'm not sure if he's going to be returning to the Sydney Roosters or if he's going to be staying in New Zealand. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but I thought that Volkman in the games that he did play, I did see some signs of spark and I thought that he was quite good, but Rocco Berry and Viliami Vaila, I thought were the standouts. Marcelo Montoya as well, coming over from the Bulldogs. I thought he had a massive season, a massive season, a prolific try scorer for the New Zealand Warriors as well. I thought that he had a pretty decent one. There's plenty of guys in here that stood out for them, plenty of talent over there. I think it's going to take them a few years to recover from, obviously the sacrifices they have made. I can't wait to see the Warriors perform to a high standard. They've got the talent to do so. It's just a matter of time for me. And when that time comes, I cannot wait. Now, the next review that we're going to do, the last review that we were going to do before we start the previews is going to be the Manly Seagulls and the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. That's going to be coming out tomorrow. So make sure you stay tuned for that one. And there you go. That was your Roosters and Warriors review. One.